this is Kayla. And I'm Julianne. You're listening to The Balance Between. We're dedicated to bringing you the balance between health, business, and friendships. With Julianne's passion for helping you break up with diet culture. And Kayla's mission to guide you to your strongest self, one breath at a time. This podcast is all about finding your inner zen while living your best balance. Whatever that means to you. Hey there, Kayla here. Welcome to the show. Today is such a special episode. I'm so excited, so I am not going to take a whole long intro and get right to it. We have Stephanie Stamis from Chelsea Method, a pelvic PT business that runs both virtually and in person. And she is filled with information, tons of awesome advice for moms. Uh, soon-to-be moms and anyone who deals with pelvic pain um, who may not fall into that category. She also has such a great mindset around running a business, being a mom of two little girls and a wife. So I can't wait for you to hear all of her tips and tricks on how she keeps her head on straight and also grows her business at the same time. We're going to just dive right on in. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you found it helpful and think that it could help friends or family members, please don't be shy and share along. The more we get this word out that pelvic PT exists, the better off we all will be, the better we'll feel, and we can improve the lives of many moms across the world. Thanks and enjoy. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. All right. So for Everyone who doesn't know, Stephanie's the co-founder of um, Chelsea Method, a pelvic PT business that started in Manhattan and now is sort of everywhere, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Virtual and in New York, right? <laughs> yes. Awesome. And you have helped so many of my clients, I think virtually and in person, right? Between you and Jessica? I think so. Yeah. 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 So I love what you guys are doing and I'm so happy to jump in. We have a lot to talk about. So why don't you start with a quick little intro for everyone, um, who you are and maybe what led you to PT in general? Yeah. So uh, my name is Stephanie Stamis. I am a doctor of physical therapy. Um, I have been practicing for 10 years now with a specialty in pelvic floor rehab and women's health. And I love that patient population. Um, I originally, um, when I was going in P- going to PT school, I actually had never even heard of pelvic floor PT. And I remember when I was, um, in class, like a pelvic floor therapist came in and she was explaining what we do and talking about just sort of working internally, vaginally and rectally. And I wish I could have like had a picture of like my face. I was like, wait, we do what we put what, where, like what? I was so confused. And I actually remember being like, I will never do that. (laughs) And, um, I was very wrong. And then I ended up doing an internship in it and immediately fell in love with just the incredible impact that we can have in people's lives. Um, the clinic that I worked at, um, was we specialized really in treating pain. So we had a lot of pain issues. Um, and this isn't just in postpartum women, I actually 
My biggest surprise is how few postpartum women we saw compared to young women who had um, pelvic pain around their periods or with sex or with bowel movements or just like sitting down um, if their vulva or genitalia were like burning all the time. Like there's just all these little things that I was like, wow, um, there's a lot of people who suffer. And then men too, we treated a ton of men. But, um, I became really passionate about just really helping women, whether it's, whether they're young, whether they're pregnant, whether they're postpartum, whether in menopause, you know, throughout the whole life cycle, um, in treating bowel, bladder and sexual, um, dysfunction and solving pain conditions. And so, um, I love it. It's been awesome. Um, And then I had been treating like pregnant and postpartum women for kind of a long time. And then I had my own baby (laughs) and my mind was kind of blown, um, of like, wait, what, this is how women feel. This is what they go through. This is what recovery is like. Like I sort of, um, was in disbelief of, of how incredible moms are to birth a baby and how incredible our bodies are to recover, but also being honest, um, having sort of an honest look of what that recovery process is like. And this was it's not glamorous. Was, not to interrupt, but your first was yeah. after you already started practicing pelvic PT, right? Like you had been yes, no, I had, trained and all that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had been doing that for a long time. And it was still my first. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was totally shocking. Like you hear these stories and you know, but you know, it's like, if you don't experience in your own body or not, you, it's just like hard to relate and you do your best. You can't you, the best that you can, but, um, it was pretty shocking to me of like, Oh, and now I'm realizing now I I've had two, I've gone through two, um, births and postpartum recoveries. And, um, my second was a whole lot easier than the first. And so I'm realizing, okay, not everyone, like my first time around was actually like, I had a tear, I had issues and that's not everyone's experience, which thank goodness. I'm very happy. That's not everyone's experience, but, um, it is a lot of people's, you know? So, um, after that, I sort of realized from a PT perspective, how, little resources moms in that sort of fourth trimester recovery period, um, how many resources they have access to and that it is such an exhausting, confusing, overwhelming time in a mom's life that it's almost not really like practical to be like, Oh, you should come into PT a couple times a week. You know, like (laughs) you're putting another thing on her plate when she's barely sleeping through the night, she's figuring out breastfeeding, her body is healing it's just a lot. So that was sort of when I had the idea to come up with a, um, program that would give access to like the moms access to just the basics that could make such an incredible difference, um, in healing and in recovery and, you know, just like little tips that for us as PTs and for you that are like, Oh, duh, obviously, because we're in the world, in this world, but for moms are like, wow, that made a huge difference. And so I just wanted to increase access for moms to that type of information. So we have, um, now I have an online business that provides care for moms. And all the education 
you guys kill it. <laughs> a ton of education. Yeah. Very passionate. I love teaching and, but I'm also just really passionate about like empowering people with education. So yeah, yeah it's awesome. I've been in your stuff and it's, um, and I've sent it to many clients, like I've said, and it just makes a huge difference. And, but even like with me or you, or when you're in it, don't you feel like you either have to talk to yourself to do the things, you know, you should be doing or have someone else talk to you. Like that's, it's still not easy knowing everything and being in it. You can't see through, right? Totally. 100%. I mean, exactly. I, after my first, um, birth and my recovery, I had the information in my brain of what to do, but I was exhausted. I wasn't sleeping. I, I mean, my brain was so focused on everything else. Like I wanted someone to just tell me what to do and when to do it. And that is exactly what our program does. Um, because, you know, trying to create a program for yourself and be like, okay, so this is where I am and my recovery is how I feel. So this is what I'm going to do. Like that takes a lot of effort and thought and knowledge that even if you do have, are you really going to exercise in that moment? Probably not. (laughs) It takes a lot of willpower and a very special person. I will say that. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, But I love that because when you guys, when you go into your online programs, can you, you have like almost like question answer type of information, like, oh, I'm experiencing this right now. And then you can go dive in and find out what might help. Is that right? Um, yeah, for something. So the way it's set up is we have, we do have a ton of education videos that go through specific diagnoses. So, um, like urinary incontinence, prolapse, diastasis, um, mommy wrist, back pain, neck pain, how to set yourself up in a good, like nursing position, how to get on and off the floor, how to roll in bed, yeah. all these things that are sort those of are big things. Those are big things. <laughs> you, you wouldn't think that you need help getting on and off the floor, but it's, I mean, if you had a C-section and your core is not turned on and that, you know, the scar is still healing all of a sudden you're like, I can't get off this floor and you're holding your baby and you're like, what am I supposed to do? You know, um, it's these little things and same for rolling in bed. You don't realize how much you use your core and, you know, immediately postpartum, it's almost like you were this big balloon with the baby inside your belly. And that pressure from the inside out was giving you stability. Now you're popped. Like someone like took a needle and popped the balloon. Now you have no core, no pelvic floor. You're sort of trying to like roll in bed and you realize, oh, wow, I use my core for a lot of things. And you just don't know how to do anything because it's awkward. And if you're holding your baby and your breasts are full of milk and they hurt, like it's just all very awkward. So it's great to be like, this is how you do it. Oh, okay. You know, I know the basics always amaze people. And I know that not everyone wants to go through it or they don't believe that they need to go through it. But then I know once you're in it, and someone helps you get off the floor, you will thank them forever. Totally. Yeah. And then another thing our program does is it's like a 12 week long program that really builds the foundation of like core and pelvic floor and breath work and alignment, because all of that um, starts becoming compromised when you're pregnant, especially alignment, everything adjusts for the baby. And then you think of that, like pop balloon, a lot of times your body, like you're trying to find different strategies to move 
And so you come up with these um, alternative compensations that aren't great for your body. So becoming cognizant of how you're moving again and doing movements um, and good alignment and being intentional and then building up your breath and your core systematically is something that I think is really important for moms. Um, so many of so many moms, we go to our six to eight week post-op visit, that one single visit and they're like, everything's healed, which means you're not bleeding to death and you don't have an infection. Great. Cool. And their conclusion of that is, oh, now you can do anything. And that's like the worst advice. I mean, especially if you have any sort of tear, especially if you have a C-section, if you had a tear of a muscle, you, you know, of any other muscle, you would probably go to PT and have a gradual return exercise. If you had a surgery, which is what a C-section is, you would go to PT and have a gradual return to exercise. And so we, we know, oh, if I had knee surgery and I just jump right back into running, that is a bad idea. But for, you know, we, that are sort of like a, um, disconnection or disconnect between, oh, that's the same scenario for postpartum. And so, but again, you're like, well, what do I do? I don't know how to get there. And I know you do a lot of work in this area. You really help moms, but for moms that don't have access to someone like you or I in person, you know, this program is really trying to fill that gap so that they can be safe. So they don't hurt their back. So they don't hurt their pelvic floor. So they don't hurt their core or neck or wrists or hip back, you know, all those things. Like if you develop this compensation and you're working out that at a level that's too hard for your body, like there's going to be breakdown down the road. You know, if we can help moms now, then we're solving we're preventing pain down the road. That's a big one. Yes. <laughs> I think, I mean, unfortunately I learned that pretty early with all the injuries I've dealt with personally. Um, so I understand the resistance because of course I, I learned it by jumping back into things too soon and not listening to PTs. Sorry. I'm a terrible patient. <laughs> okay. I was like, no one listens to teenager. us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. I mean, until you, until you learn it and then you're like, yes. Oh, this is dang it. They were right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it backfires. And I think the scary thing about like pregnancy and postpartum and pushing yourself too soon is that you, you are under a lot of physical stress and then not sleeping and all the other hormonal changes. Exactly. So much happening that you probably won't notice anything until way later down the road, or you're, you're not picking up on the signals coming from your body through that Mm -mm. time period. Yes. Probably are just like, I'm going to lose this weight and get back. or, Or that's what I hear a lot. And then it does backfire at some point. So yeah. these programs are so helpful and to have access like that for someone to just kind of log on and follow along like you guys have is, it makes me so happy because then yeah. even if someone does find me down the road and they've done something like your program, which has happened before, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. We can't, we don't have to start from like <laughs> negative a hundred. We can like start from where you left off or what, what yeah. goals do you want to go after? And And it's so much more fun, which, you know what, being optimistic here, I am seeing that a little bit more often. Oh, that's (laughs) good. People more and more who know something or have learned something along the way or tried some 
program or seen someone in person, um, which I know like you guys have done for me is some in-person sessions, whether it's one or, or a series that can make a huge difference in that transitional period of like super rehab into fitness, whatever it looks like for them, depending on what went on, you know, totally. Yeah. I think, I think more and more moms are hearing this word pelvic floor, hearing about diastasis recti here, you know, they, they're hearing these stories. They have, they look them up online and, um, and they know that there are services that will help prepare them and heal them. And I think more and more moms are prepared for that and feeling empowered to do that and being supported by, you know, like friends and family to do that. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think that we're, we're sort of at the beginning of the tide changing. I think that's sort of where we are, um, which is awesome. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> and I'm hearing it in a couple different worlds, like whether, you know, I know some people who, who maybe only did hypnobirthing. So they might not know how to, you know, diaphragmatically breathe mm-hmm. exactly the way we would teach it. But if, if I get a client come to me, who's done hypnobirthing, they at least know how to breathe a little bit. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like there's bits and pieces floating around out there and it's, it's awesome to see. And then obviously the f- biggest like fears around like the pelvic floor, any dysfunction, whether it's incontinence or it's just tearing or whether it's diastasis, there's a lot of panic. I also yeah. around that. Do you get some of that in your world? Um, yeah, totally. I think, I think like what you said earlier, immediately postpartum moms are just like in survival and they're learning all these new things. They're learning what it's like to take care of a newborn, what it's like to breastfeed, what it's like to like put them on a, you know, like around the clock, taking care of them and operate Mm -hmm. on much less sleep and new dynamics of the family. And there's a lot. And so they don't really have the time or emotional, mental, physical capacity to like check in and be like, Oh, something feels off. Or maybe they know, but they're like, I'll deal with it later. Yep. Which is totally normal. And honestly, like, I don't think uh, totally a bad thing. Like you have to prioritize what is number one. Um, and a lot of times that's feeding your baby and getting them to sleep. Um, but there comes to be a time where like the fog sort of clears and they're like, um, this issue's not going away. And like, I need it to go away. <laughs> and that's when they start like doing research and figuring out like, um, what they can do about it. And thankfully a lot of doctors now are also like, oh, we'll refer you to public for PT. And, you know, where, which is before a lot of doctors like, weren't doing that. So that's another small gain towards like a better future for moms. Um, but yeah, we can talk a little bit about pelvic floor because maybe some of your listeners don't even know what that is. And I'd love for them to know what that is. Yeah. (laughs) I know we just kind of dove in here. Like everyone knows what we're talking about. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, you kind of started like, why would someone go to you over a general PT? Maybe a place to start. Yeah. So, I mean, um, pelvic, so the pelvic floor are the muscles that are sort of in the bicycle seat area of the body. They are in the bottom of your trunk and your core and to do a true pelvic floor examination and treatment, 
just like if someone was going to treat your neck, they need to be able to touch it. Right. You need to be able to like, Oh, I can feel that this muscle isn't activating. Well, Oh, this isn't moving. Well, these segments aren't moving. Well, um, there's hands-on treatment that needs to happen. Now there's plenty of things that you can do. I mean, we do do telehealth. There's plenty of things that you can do to walk through thing, uh, walk someone through a self-treatment, but nothing replaces hands-on. And so, um, one of the things that if you are specialized in pelvic floor, um, treatment is we can assess the pelvic floor muscles, the mobility of the pelvic organs. We can actually assess the, um, mobility of the joints within the pubic symphysis, the SI, the tailbone, all of that, not only externally, but also internally vaginally and rectally. So what that means is we will put a, it, I mean, obviously if you, with your permission, if you're going to have pelvic floor routine, what we can do is place a finger inside the vagina and press along and see areas that, um, might be restricted or muscles that are just super weak that aren't engaging or areas, you know, sometimes the, if you have a tear that's at the opening, sometimes there's tears on the inside too. So we can actually work on some of that scar tissue. I also have done a lot of, um, internal pelvic floor work for C-section moms, because I think we just think of that, um, C-section scars on the outside, but that goes really deep in obviously through the uterus. That's how they get the baby out. And so the uterus and the relationship to the bladder is so close that sometimes that scarring can adhere the two together. And so we can actually go internally vaginally and get into that space and release some of that scar tissue, make sure that the uterus is moving well, because that can cause pain with sex, pain with urination, other urinary dysfunction of urgency, frequency, stop and go stream, burning with urination, painful periods. Um, I mean, it could even cause like constipation as the colon sort of moves through that space as well. There's a lot of things that can happen from scar tissue. And so if you are not addressing that and opening that up, that might be a restriction that's really like, you know, causing uh, dysfunction in your daily life with bowel, bladder and sexual function. So we also treat rectally you know, sometimes as the baby's head is coming down, it could nick the tailbone and you can have a lot of tailbone dysfunction, tailbone pain. We can treat that externally, but sometimes nothing like it's just nothing replaces being able to get uh, inside, release the muscles on the side of the tailbone, mobilize the tailbone, get into a better position, work on the tailbone's relationship with the pubic bone on the other side, lengthen through the muscles, release trigger points, and then retrain, which is a huge part of this, retrain those muscles to work with your deep core, turn them back on, be efficient, strong, powerful. Um, There's so much work we can do with the pelvic floor. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, I don't know. It sounds like so intimidating for so many people, but Yes. Benefit. Nobody ever like leaves an appointment with one of you awesome pelvic PTs and says, I'm never going back. It was a waste of my time. Like it, it yeah. always That's, that is addresses true. like something crazy that you probably didn't know what's going on. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, <clears throat> the typical pattern is like, I went to this doctor and then this doctor and then yeah. this doctor. And like, everyone thinks it's, I'm crazy or it's in my head. And then when they leave an appointment with uh, with us, it's like, oh, it's not in my head. They touched my pain or they 
were able to like touch something that I felt for years, but no one else has touched. No one else has been able to identify. And my story makes sense. Like I'm, I'm not crazy. Like it makes sense that this is happening because of this, this, and this, you know, I think pelvic four PTs have become really good detectives, um, and putting all like the pieces together. Um, it's like something that we have to do. And I, you know, Cause you start I, out. That's one of the things I love about it. <laughs> Cause you, you're coming from a general, you, you did PT school. You have your doctorate, you, you treat the whole body and then yes. you dive into this. So it's almost like you can't not see everything. Totally. Yeah. Yes. And a pelvic floor has a direct relationship with breathing, which makes it have a direct relationship to your rib cage, which has a direct relationship to your head and neck and your vocal cords, yeah. which has a direct relationship to your head and your shoulders, you know, so treating pelvic floor is not just your pelvis or your vagina or your rectum yeah. treating pelvic floor is a full body approach. I mean, I just went up your pelvic floor is also <laughs> neuro- neurologically connected to your feet and to your glutes. And so how you're walking, how you're pushing off with your feet. I mean, it is all connected and your pelvic pelvis and your pelvic floor is sort of this crossroads, like all roads lead to Rome and your body, all roads lead, lead to your pelvis. And that's where a lot of the compensation patterns occur. A lot of the breakdown occurs a lot, you know, like that's sort of where a lot of things centralize. So you, it might, feel like a local problem, but to treat that local problem, you have to take a full body approach, which is another thing that I love about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I am taking my own advice and I have myself <laughs> my first in-person hands-on pelvic PT appointment this week. Oh, I'm very proud of you. Thanks. Let me know. Yeah, how it goes. wasn't I'm easy excited. to do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But- this is what I tell my clients to do. Get a baseline before you mm-hmm. get too big or before you get too far along. And then, you know, you have more information to kind of go forward. Right. Totally. And I think, I think what you're doing is awesome. I think it's so important to get, you have your first pelvic four PT session, um, before you give birth. So, I mean, like, like you, if you're pregnant, it's really important because so much of what we learn and think about with the pelvic floor is like the Kegel, you got to strengthen. And yes, yeah. that's important too, but if you're purely, purely strengthening and tightening, that's the opposite of what you need to do during birth. Mm-hmm. Birth is about lengthening and opening up and getting your pelvic floor out of the way. Your pelvic floor doesn't push the baby out. Your pelvic floor gets out of the way to lengthen and open up for the baby to come out. So one of the things that I'm running into more and more with um, pregnant moms is Yes, you need to strengthen. Yes, stability, especially in that second, third trimester is so important. But if you're not re- like working on training, opening and lengthening using your breath, then I'm seeing a whole lot of moms with super tight pelvic floors who think that they're preparing for birth, but they're actually doing the opposite. So seeing a pelvic floor PT and having them actually place a finger in the vagina and practicing opening and lengthening around that, we're teaching you to use a mirror to actually look at your perineum and see it opening and lengthening towards the mirror and doing some of that training beforehand so that you're, you don't sort of like get in your own way during the birth is important. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's really important. And I think 
like it's great that people now know that there is a pelvic floor you know within all of us and yes we might need to start to pay attention even men (laughs) yes but just like anything you know too much of a good thing is not a good thing which is like these kegels and this obsession to like strengthen and obsession with kegels i know Yes. I recently had a, yeah, I recently, used to just like relax a little bit. I'm taking, <laughs> I had a friend, she wasn't pregnant. Um, this was like before she was pregnant before, you know, she was postpartum, but she was like, should I be doing vaginal weights? And I was like, why? Like, are you having issues? Like, are you leaking? And she's like, no, I feel fine. But I, you know, I saw these weights and she was thinking of putting like a five pound weight in her vagina. I was like, girl, you are going to hurt yourself. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Oh, you know, that like think about no. I know. <laughs> like, please don't do it. You don't need it. Yeah. You know, I think another thing is like we we have different types of muscles in our body. We have our ones that are about stability and the way they operate is more like low level endurance. And then we have our power drivers, which really need to be able to be strong and generate power and force to like propel and to move you. Our pelvic floor muscles are more stability. They don't need this insane amount of like high level strength and power. They need prolonged endurance, which is what they're doing right now. So I'm not peeing on myself, you know? (laughs) So uh, we sort of think, oh, well, we haven't strengthened our pelvic floor. It must be weak. Like, no, you're strengthening right now. If you're sitting or standing, because it's elevating and lifting up against gravity. So you don't pee on yourself. Like they're working. They're not like your glute or butt muscles that, having strength and power in those to propel yourself forward is good. You know, like you, you should work on that. So, I mean, I think knowing where, like what their place is and how to, how to strengthen them is also important. Wow. That's, that's a good, that's a very good point for listeners. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't heard it put that way. That's, that's a good one. I'm going to remember that. And I still remember the first, I guess it was probably when I first met you, which was way too long ago considering everything that it was like a month before COVID before everything (laughs) right before COVID I think yes I'll never forget your demonstration of like the rib cage out in the neck like forward and the like still with the anterior tilt and I was just it was it blew my mind because I've you read about it you see it you know I just finished all my certifications but having you up there demonstrating like what a pregnant body kind of does and how it falls apart postpartum so quickly Yes. I still, still like have that image in my head and I use it all the time. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Just a little side note too. So, uh, we have a, um, pain relief and birth prep program as well. So, I mean, speaking of that pregnancy posture that leads to a lot of pain. And so the more you can do for yourself while you're still pregnant, the better your recovery after, because the more you're aware of these basic principles and you're aware of like, what is my alignment? How should I be moving in space? How do I stay strong? And how do I like mobilize areas that are stiff or not moving well? So we have a whole program just for that for, um, pregnant women who are more in like their second or third trimester solves pain mostly, and, um, helps to prepare your body for birth. So making sure that your pelvis is open, that your rib cage has the ability to sit over the pelvis to maximize pushing power, just all those things from like a PT perspective. We have that. I'm going to have to download that one too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're a member, you get access to all of our content. So it's, it's on there. Oh, okay. So then I, I just have to go. You just, just have to go on. It. It's there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. 
I will definitely do that. But I love working with mom. I, I have no problem taking a mom on postpartum, probably like you do and training them that way. But yeah, the difference is night and day when you start during pregnancy. And I just, yes. you know, died. it's like, yeah, there's a little bit of, there's more like communication and coaching for me, at least on the postpartum side, before we really get it back into things. Um, I'm not teaching anything. I'm just reminding and like refreshing memory and mm-hmm. filling in the gaps where like early postpartum mom brain is just not going to help you out. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's research supporting this too. When we look at other types of surgery. So if you have like a knee surgery or hip surgery, it's called prehab. If you do prehabs, you work on quad strain, hamstring strength, you do all these things before surgery, it comes back faster after surgery. And so we can take this principle into birth as well. If you're able to start connecting your brain to your core, to your pelvic floor, to just being aware of your posture postpartum, you're still going to be a little disoriented, but you have that groundwork already in your brain. So you're not starting from scratch. You're able to recall better that the part of your brain that's, that has already learned that that's dedicated to that information is already there. So it's easier to access. So yes, prehab, do it. Prehab. Yeah. It, it makes a big difference. I have seen a lot of that and it, yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. I think that way. Right. Yes, absolutely. Progress either from, you know, personally and then through your patients and, and clients. Um, I know you're, you love, well, this isn't a diagnosis you love, but you're very <laughs> passionate about <laughs> diastasis recti. Yes. And your education around it is, is super awesome. Your videos, by the way, I send them to my clients all the time. Any like usually a C-section or a DR one is what I, I think I always connect with the most and need the most for my clients so that they have, a yes, you guys have a yes. lot of going on over there. Yeah. So what, um, what are you seeing currently with, with DR with your patients? Yeah. You know, DR is so interesting because how we thought about DR you know, 10 years, even five years, maybe even three years ago is so different. There's so much we don't know. There's so much that the research is finding out. There's so many more questions and answers. Um, but a lot of like exciting things that are coming out. Um, and I, you know, so we actually are just about to launch our own DR program. And I love that you sent our C-section because I don't think I said this. We do have for the fourth trimester, a specific vaginal birth recovery program and a completely different program for our C-section moms. Cause we know your birth experience and recovery is going to be completely different. So we don't want to lump all the moms in the same category. So we have a specific program for them as well. Um, and we are about to launch a DR program, um, because diastasis is just adds like another layer of, um, specificity that those moms need in their training. Um, one of the things that, that we are seeing is that there is this fine line of loading and really challenging the muscles, um, and letting recovery happen. And so we had one camp where it was like, oh, well, we shouldn't like overly load and another camp of like push through it. It, you know, it will heal. 
Um, we also used to think like no curl ups, nothing like that, but we're, we're discovering now a curl up, um, which targets that like six pack muscle, the rectus abdominis, how important it is to start restraining that muscle, which is like another, you know, every, we like every year or two, we learn something new with diastasis. Um, but it's really important to strengthen even that muscle because the, um, linea alba, and I'm probably getting too specific here, but the linea alba, which is that line down the center of that six pack muscle, that's something called fascia. Fascia is this like spider web, like connective tissue that attaches everything to everything else. So if we think about like a raw piece of chicken, that white fill on the outside, that's fascia. Then if we take apart those little fibers, we see that little spider web between all those fibers too that's fascia. And then in our body, we have different areas that have thickening of fascia, like our plantar fascia of our foot. Um, our, our IT band is a thick thickening of fascia that a bunch of muscles anchor to. And our linea alba in the center of our abdomen is a thickening of fascia that all of our muscles anchor to. So almost a hundred percent of women when they're pregnant, will get one in your third trimester. You'll notice if you try to like get up straight or you're moving around, you're like, wow, you get a bulge throughout mm-hmm. the middle of your abdomen. So very common, not something to worry about. And almost 60% of moms, it goes away on its own within the first eight weeks postpartum. But in like 40%, depending on which study you look at, it doesn't go away and you need specific training. And so one of the things that um, we are have been thinking about and looking into is sort of this why, like why does it not um, resolve in a lot of moms? And so we've sort of started putting moms into different sort of postural categories, alignment categories, and seeing, oh, maybe this is something that's playing a role because of pressure. So when you're in these different postures, um, and if your rib cage isn't aligned over your pelvis, what happens is all the pressure inside the belly, instead of it being contained well, starts pushing out through the front of your abdomen. And so it's, it becomes a sort of pressure management problem versus just a purely like not engaging your deep muscles and your core problem. And so the program that we have coming out really takes into account, how do you manage that pressure? How, like you do a self-assessment to see which postural category that you're in. Cause not all moms are in the same posture category. And if they're not in the same category, the cues that they're learning are going to be different. The exercise that they're learning are going to be different. The way they engage the core should be different. And so you sort of, they go through that self-assessment, they get into different categories. And then from there you do, we play that fine line of like loading enough, But while you're loading, really making sure to check, I'm not pushing myself too far where I'm losing that pressure in order to get that diastasis or that um, bulging. So that was probably more of like a complicated description, but yes, I am passionate about it because I think it, for so many reasons, like for emotional component, moms want to feel like good and strong in their body afterwards. So there's like a huge emotion and mental component of like, Oh, I don't like the way I look. And I could be strong. I could be doing all the exercise in the world, but I'm still look like I'm pregnant, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, 
And to be able to address that and help moms gives them back like a lot of just like confidence and sort of just feeling like them again. And I love doing that. I love helping moms get there. Good. I love it. That was, that was so great. And I'm over here like, oh man, it just <laughs> happened so quick. Like I'm only I know. 18 weeks and like not gained a ton of weight yet, but like enough to pull my stomach forward and my ribs back mm-hmm. <laughs> the point where I'm like, Oh no, stop it. I know. <laughs> so thanks for that reminder right now. Reminding you. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm standing by the way. Well, so. I also want, I want to say it's not a bad thing that it happens because in most women, it goes back on its own. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's just part of how you fit a baby in your belly. Yeah. But I think the question is again, well, why doesn't it go back? Like, is there restrictions in the tissue preventing it? Like, are you getting a really tight rib cage and really tight muscles in the back, which we go through also in the program, how to mobilize, how to release. Is it that there's not enough tone in the front and it's just purely like strengthening. Is it posture because of like head and neck stuff? Mm -hmm. Is it pelvic position? Like there's so many, the why for everyone is kind of different and to lump everyone in one category and treat them all the same has been, um, I think that's why a lot of moms are like, but mine wasn't solved, you know? Yeah. Because there are so many factors and, and it's insane. And what I, I see a lot of is like you said, like you kind of go through the whole history and what, you know, to find a pattern, it, it just goes back super far. Like what sports were they really? Yes. What, what like underlying things, like were you doing like, I don't know, swimming, for example, that's a very repetitive, I think like sport that I'm not familiar with. So I don't know why I picked that, but <laughs> it's like, like swimmers be- are actually great. They have like great rotation, oh, okay, great cool. breathers, you know, that, like- that example. <laughs> it was one I'm like trying to separate that from like a runner would probably be very different though, I guess. No, that's totally. Hard. It's different. It's okay. completely different. Yes. <laughs> well, you swing and you miss sometimes, but maybe I should have been a swimmer. That would have, would have been, I mean, I do. Cause I, I love like all the rotation in the rib cage. So like a lot of times, like their, their core is like very solid. It's set nice. very well because the, you know, rotation just really gets your core to lock in a lot better and the breath control that they have to learn, you know, <laughs> and there it's not impacts like pounding yeah. on the concrete. So, all right. <laughs> if you're young and you're listening, maybe pick that sport up. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. Oh, it's awesome. All right. So I love that you have that program coming out. Do you have a time uh estimate on it? Ooh, um four to six weeks. Oh, I love it. Perfect. Yeah, we're we're close. We're in the last okay. like 10%, but you know, last 10% always takes the longest. So uh-huh. <laughs> And then something will break and you'll have to take another two weeks to fix it. Totally. (laughs) Yes. All right. So speaking of all that, how do you manage running your business and keep your family? You have two little girls, right? I have two little girls. Yes. I'm one, one years old. Uh, My youngest daughter just turned one a couple of days ago. And then, um, Thanks. And then, yeah, my oldest turned three about a month ago. So one-year-old and a three-year-old and they're both really sweet and wonderful. I love them. (laughs) Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) So you, you obviously, well, you're in an office space now, so you kind of, I guess you aren't so much at home with them all day and trying to. Yeah. So I mean, 
Yeah. So to answer your question of how do I manage it? Um, I'm still learning how, um, it's not quite like a set thing. You know, we sort of unexpectedly moved to Florida during COVID. We had plans to stay in New York. We started our company in New York. I have a co-founder, Jessica. She still works in New York. Um, a big part of the way I manage it is her and I share the load. So she is seen doing a lot of like the telehealth and she has an in-person clinic in New York city. So we do offer telehealth. A lot of times we will um, do some telehealth sessions in conjunction with our programs. Um, and then if you need hands-on and you're in New York city, go see Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um And then, so she does a lot of that and I see a handful of patients here, but I'm actually, my time is more limited. Um, and so I'm really focusing on just trying to build up the programs, build up the content. And, um, that's sort of my focus here. I only, I, I do what I can only like I have two full days. I'm trying to like get some more childcare coverage, but I really try to get what I need to get done on the days that I have coverage and then, you know, be present on the days that I have the girls. That's not easy, but (laughs) I really try to like separate and keep that more of like a clear separation, get some work done during nap times. But, um, yeah. I like that two full days to focus on on work and the rest, you know, trying to be present with your kids. It's yes. it's interesting just to see how everybody kind of does it. It's all, it's always different. And yeah, it's probably always changing as they change and as totally and as needs change and, <laughs> completely. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking for, I'm trying to find some more childcare coverage right now because we're growing. The need is growing. I need more time. And I'm realizing and being honest with myself that like my, my role as a mom and my ability to be present is starting to be compromised because I'm trying to do too much. And so I'm sort of just had this like honest conversation with my husband of like, Hey, I need more, I need more help. Um, and I think that's a big part of like management of, of being honest with what you need. Or, you know, if you don't have the option to have more time taking stuff off your plate, like we're not, we're not super women. We're doing the best that we can. Um, and, and just being honest with yourself about limitations and try to get help when you can. And if you can't, then, you know, move stuff off your plate. That's, That's hard for me. I want to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. I, I feel you. <laughs> but that's a nice, simple, simple way of putting it. I, I like it. If you can't get it off your plate. <laughs> yeah. And um, so what's your like de-stressor? I know you obviously don't have a whole lot of time for this, but yeah. <clears throat> um, if you did have time or if you squeeze it in like here and there, what, what's your go-to? Yeah. So my main, so I notice like a very real difference if I am able to like get up early before my girls and have my cup of coffee in the quiet, read my Bible journal, those things like make a massive difference in my life. Um, it's hard because the last thing you want to do is sacrifice more sleep, but I mean, it's really, when I, when I get out of habit of doing it, 
then, you know, things just, I'm not as clear minded. I don't have as much peace in my life. I'm argue with my husband more, I, you know, all those things. And so it is something that I've just realized, like I have to make a priority. I mean, that's my biggest thing. I also, obviously with like my job, I'm like working out and I'm being active. So I'm thankful that I have a job, like, like part of what I do is being active. I think that plays a huge role. I'm not good at like sitting still. So, um, but making sure that I'm getting an activity is important for me. Yeah. I think it's easy. Those are two things that easily get tossed, I think for a lot of Mm -hmm. people. Um, but I'm the same way and, and I'm trying so hard obviously now to like keep doing it, knowing it all, I'll lose it for a bit. And I think that that's important for exactly. moms to know like the first couple weeks, months, whatever it ends up being for you in that fog that you mentioned earlier. It's so true. You're going to lose a lot of it, but as soon as things start to get back into a rhythm, um, that that's hard, but it makes a huge difference. Would you say that that was yeah. true for you? Like, Oh yeah. I would say this is what allowed me to get back into a rhythm. I mean, getting back into a rhythm is you have a schedule that you follow. That's your rhythm. And so (laughs) this is my rhythm, you know? And I think that once sleep gets a little bit more predictable, once feeding gets a little bit more predictable, then you can actually be like, oh, I pretty sure that I'm going to be able to wake up at this time or do this during the first nap or, you know, you don't have to wake up early if you're like not getting a lot of sleep at night. Um, but just being like, okay, during the first nap, whenever that is, these are the things I'm going to do. And really committing to that helps to bring some sort of normalcy feeling of like, I have some control over my day. I'm doing something for me today. I think that's important. I think that's, that's very important. So that could be look different for everyone. Right. Right. But it's, yeah, it, it does make a big difference. I see it in my clients and with you guys, all you business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, so I, and it's hard to convince someone who's not in that space or not believing little rituals matter. Um, I know. I think, I think what you said earlier too, of just having so much grace with yourself, um, especially as a mom, because like, you're like, great. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a full night's sleep tonight. And then all of a sudden you wake up three times and you're like, Oh, you know, do I keep my schedule? Do I not? And so because so much in your life is unpredictable, someone like having that anchor can feel like, "Ah." yeah, but also being flexible with that anchor because, you know, you got to listen to like your body, like what you need. If you need more sleep, like sleep, do your thing later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to do it as well. I do that often and I don't have an excuse yet. Just me and my, Oh, you definitely need to have an excuse. <laughs> my gosh, your body's growing another human being inside of it. Like it's quite exhausting. I'm not going to lie. It's, it is exhausting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And sleep is what allows your baby to grow and with little fingers and eyes and all these <laughs> cute little things. Okay. So all the guilt-free little power naps and sneaking in. Oh, um, they should be guilt-free. Guilt you free. need those power yes. naps. Also get them in now because it's going to be harder to get them in later. Yeah. <laughs> Leave as much as you can now. Yeah. And then, you know, 
I will follow all these tips on the other side. Sure. <laughs> you I'll can be always calling you. I don't also know what's up yes. and what's down. Help, Help me. Yes. <laughs> oh, totally. I love it. All right. So where can we find you? I know where you're yeah. present, but tell our listeners. Yes. Great question. So on uh, chelseamethod.com is our website where you can sign up for our programs. And again, we have a pain relief and birth prep program. We have a vaginal birth recovery program. We have a C-section birth recovery program. We have a return to exercise program for moms that are like a little bit further out, but still wanting to build that foundation. And we're about to launch a diastasis recti healing program. So all of those, you get all of them. Um, when you sign up for the, for sign up for Chelsea method. And then we also have, uh, you can book a telehealth session. Um, you can do that at chelseamethod.com. And then if you are in New York and you want to book an online session, you can go to chelseamethod.com forward slash clinic. And that's our sort of in-person clinic, um, PT clinic site website. Um, and you can book an appointment there. Um, and then we are also on Instagram. Our handle is, uh, uh, Chelsea method. Easy. We also didn't talk about this at all, but we also, um, are doing monthly challenges, totally free, um, that you can, moms can sign up for accountability. It's just like accountability for moms to be able to do what they want to do. Um, and there is a limited amount of spots, but you get daily five minute movement challenges, three to three days a week, workouts, recipes, um, weekly check-ins, weekly zoom calls oh that goodness. are like topical about like pelvic floor, urinary incontinence, nutrition, whatever that changes like per group. And it's totally free. We have a couple spots left currently for <laughs> October. We will have spots open up for November. Um, but yeah, totally free. Awesome. Well, you guys rock. And this was such a great conversation that I know my clients, I'll be sending them here to get some more information and more details from a PT's perspective, because it's so helpful to be able to partner with you guys and just bounce patients, clients back and forth, and also just sharing the information across Instagram and through podcasts and stuff. So I appreciate you jumping on with me so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. We love, um, working with your patients too. They also, you're amazing at what you do and they, um, seen lots of improvement, um, working with you. So, well, and likewise, great job. You guys Keep get up in the there, good work. You work out all the <laughs> scar tissue for me and then yes. things are feeling better. I love when they book you and then they book me the next day. They're like, well, now everything feels great. So let's Yay. move. Yes. That's a good point. After you release some of that scar tissue, the muscles just turn on better. So you can really be more efficient with your exercises and progress a lot faster. So yes. Another awesome tip. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you Stephanie so much. And you're welcome. Everyone's going to go check out your website, chelseamethod.com and your Instagram at Chelsea method. Sounds and- great. Until next time, live with balance. Bye.
Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and share with your family and friends. Until next time, live with balance.